The Louisville Cardinals football schedule is finalized. On today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, we're going to talk about schedule takeaways, Keetro Clark showing out at the Senior Bowl, and the Cardinals being included in a top eight list cut for highly touted Tampa, Florida running back Rod Ganey Jr. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On, the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. As always, I want to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the show is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. A lot of football talk on today's episode of the show. The 2023 schedule has been released and finalized. We'll talk about the takeaways there. We'll also talk about Louisville defensive back Keetrell Clark balling out at the Senior Bowl. And then in the final segment, we'll talk about 2024 running back Rod Ganey Jr. from the Tampa, Florida area, including the Cardinals in his top eight list cut. So we'll begin with the schedule. It's finalized, and the hype uh, surrounding next year is starting to get real. Um, I can't believe it's only January 31st uh, because we essentially have, what, seven months left until kickoff down in Atlanta in the opening game against Georgia Tech in the Mercedes-Benz, was it Stadium? Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Um, Regardless, um, I I think that the hype gets a little bit more real, especially when you know the dates of the schedule, which we now know. We already knew the non-conference, and the conference slate was uh, solidified on Monday evening So with that being said, let's read right on into it. Opening up the Cardinals at a neutral site down in Atlanta in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the Falcon Stadium on Friday, September 1st um, against the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Is that that right? Is it the first or the second? I I thought it was the second. I I could be completely wrong, but I thought it was the second. Maybe I am wrong. No, it's a Friday night game. That's very, very interesting. So the Cardinals playing Friday night. Forgive my um, ignorance. Cardinals playing Friday night. They will then turn around and play on the following Thursday at the newly named LN Stadium in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. The first home game is Murray State. Next week after that, a home game against uh, Boston College. Technically a home game. It's actually in a neutral site up in Lucas Oil Stadium. So the three or two of the first three games are in NFL stadiums, this one in the Colts Stadium. They're back at home for Boston College on the 23rd. Then they face their first true road test at NC State on Friday, September 29th. Um, another home game after that, Notre Dame at Pittsburgh the following week and a bye week, October 21st. Uh, then you have three straight home games, uh, Duke, Virginia, Virginia, or Duke, Virginia Tech, and then Virginia at Miami. Um, and then Kentucky at LNN Stadium to finish the season. What's very interesting to me, and I didn't really realize this until just now, the Cardinals will play one-third of their games this upcoming season at NFL stadiums. Two of them are neutral sites, uh, Georgia 
Georgia Tech, they're playing um, at the Falcon Stadium. And uh, Indiana, they're playing at the Colts Stadium. But don't forget, Pittsburgh plays at the Steelers Stadium, Acrisure Stadium. And then Miami, Hard Rock Stadium, where the Dolphins play, which is very interesting. Didn't really realize that until just now. So four games in NFL stadiums, very, very neat. Um, overall, looking at the schedule, we talked about how this is a great opportunity for Louisville to uh, really set the tone for year one under Jeff Brom. I think that, um, obviously, we mentioned first four games is a very huge opportunity for Louisville to get going early. All four Louisville will likely be favored in Georgia Tech, Murray State, Indiana, Boston College. Um, you know, none of those are road games. Two are neutral, two at home. Um, obviously, Georgia Tech, Boston College supposedly projected to finish towards the bottom of the conference. Um, and despite Louisville losing to them last year um, and the Cardinals losing in 2018 and 2020 to Georgia Tech, still should be wins on paper for the Cardinals. So um, I think that it's very real in terms of possibilities for the Cardinals to start the season out 4-0. Obviously, you have to make that happen on the field, but very, very possible. The next three-game schedule, in my opinion, or the next three-game slate is going to determine the ceiling of this team. Three interesting games for the Cardinals before the bye week on October 21st. It's at NC State, Notre Dame at home, and at Pittsburgh. Um, Notre Dame, in my opinion, is the toughest game on the schedule. NC State with uh, Robert Anai, the uh, offensive coordinator now with the Wolfpack and Dave Dorn, who was with um, Syracuse the, the year before that and Virginia the year before that, um, tore the Cardinals' defense up every time he's played us so far um, in the past two years, especially for Syracuse last year. The Wolves really didn't have many answers for the Cardinals in that opening matchup um, up in New York State, but... They also have Brendan Armstrong, a guy who didn't necessarily have the greatest season last year, but that could be a lot attributed to poor offensive line play um, and just poor offensive coaching in general. I think that um, with a familiar offensive coordinator um, with a solid defensive team year in, year out, NC State's going to be very, very solid. You look at Pittsburgh, what they're able to do. Sure, they um, you know have Phil Yurkovic now um, from Boston College, a guy that uh, – has had some success in his career against Louisville. So that's going to be a very interesting, uh, you know, one to look for. But, you know, Pat Narduzzi, very solid defensive coach last year against the Panthers. It was a slugfest up, um, you know, at Cardinal Stadium. The Cardinals did end up winning by 14, I believe, 24 to 10. But that still doesn't take away that this is going to be a key game to focus on. So this three-game slate right here, the two road games um, at NC State at Pittsburgh, then you have Notre Dame at home. Those three games, in my opinion, are going to determine the ceiling of this team. Um, it could really tell you how far that this team can go in the season and just how good this team could be. Let's say they start out 4-0, which they should. The next three games against very solid opponents are going to tell you exactly what you need to know about this team uh, heading into the back half of the schedule. Obviously, if the team starts out a little rough, if they drop one they're not supposed to, then it's a different conversation to be had. But on paper, Louisville should win the first four games. Obviously, you still have to play the games. Three home games in a row after the bye week. Four of the five remaining games after the bye are at home. 
Duke, Virginia Tech, Virginia. Duke, uh, led by Mike Elko, is going to be a solid opponent as well. They return a lot of guys on offense, some players on defense as well. It's going to be interesting to see how um, you know Elko can try to take this Blue Devil program to the next level in year two of his head coaching tenure. So we'll see how that goes. That's going to be a tough game at home. I still think that the Cardinals probably are favored in this one, maybe not by much. You have an opportunity at, at that point, regardless of what happens in that game. Virginia, Virginia Tech, both at home. No excuses should both be wins. I know that Virginia Tech is starting to hopefully turn it around in, in their um, – you know, in their program, but at this point, um, you know, maybe they're still a year away or so from doing that. So um, you talk about Virginia, who who knows at this point, but Virginia could be one of the worst teams in the ACC. Miami's an interesting one. The last two games of the season are going to be interesting games as well. The, that three-game slate that I was talking about, and then obviously the two at the very end of the schedule, Miami has a lot of talent on paper. But it's going to determine, you know, it's going to be determined by coaching and how they are playing on the field. So Miami five and seven last year, not a good uh, 2022 campaign. Looking to bounce back, especially with the help of a great recruiting class. Kentucky losing a lot, but still, you know, utilizing the transfer portal extremely well. They've got a lot of solid pieces coming back. Devin Leary from NC State is going to be the primary or presumed uh, starting quarterback for the card. Cardinals for the Wildcats, sorry. Um, so you look at those five games, like I mentioned, um, you know, NC State, Notre Dame, Pittsburgh, Miami, Kentucky, those are going to be the ones that have stars by them, um, going to really determine the the ceiling and how high that this Louisville team can go in terms of win totals. But um, an opportunity to start out uh, very quickly with some wins, um, and then midway through the schedule, you have opportunities to really establish yourself. Um, the schedule gets a little bit easier after that until you get to the final two games of the year against Miami and Kentucky. So I'm very, very excited, and I hope you are too. And we'll talk about the football team as much as um, you know there is news, and there definitely is news, um, You know, beginning with Keetra Clark, who absolutely is balling out at the Senior Bowl. We'll talk about what he's doing down in Alabama here in just a second after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. That's right, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel right now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Um, that's FanDuel Sportsbook app. That is safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can get paid for your winnings instantly. Um, so join FanDuel.com at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen every day. Make sure you check out Locked On. Um, you know, the locked on NFL draft as the team is headed to the senior bowl. Get inside analysis from the hosts that covered the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to locked on NFL draft for nightly live shows from the senior bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Speaking of the Senior Bowl, one of the players that has been rising up draft boards, so to speak, a guy that has been turning heads 
is none other than Louisville defensive back Keetrell Clark. Clark um, has had a very, very good past couple days as, you know, pertains to workouts, one-on-ones, things of the nature from Pro Football Network. This is from Tony Pauline, and this is what he said about Keetrell Clark. This is the second time in three days Keetrell Clark has been listed as a riser. It's something I hate doing, but I must make an exception for Clark, who was completely dominant today. He was constantly shutting down receivers and knocking away passes. Clark was the only cornerback able to cover A.T. Perry of Wake Forest. Clark made a nice move on the ball in one-on-one drills, knocking it away from the big wideout. The Louisville corner probably helped his draft stock more than any other player from the East squad this week. So, obviously, Kittrell Clark doing some big, big things um, in the Senior Bowl um, at at this point. Um, There's been a lot of NFL fan sites that have been talking about Kittrell Clark. Um, Looking at Joshua Carney's notes uh, from SteelersDepot.com, which is a very reputable site for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm looking to see what he had said about uh, Kittrell Clark because someone had pointed this out. It it says, Louisville defensive back Kittrell Clark continues to be the best defensive back out here. He had yet another great day blowing up a screen pass for the second straight day and had a tremendous interception in 1v1 drills. Has all the makings of a versatile chess piece in the secondary. It also talks about Yasir Abdullah having a strong day. Uh, There's going to be a segment on Abdullah here in the next couple days. That's why we're not talking about Abdullah in the Senior Bowl because we're saving that for a different episode. But regardless, there might not necessarily be one player in this you know, camp that is improving their stock more than Kittrell Clark. If you would have asked me at this point last year, or actually, you know, scratch that, probably September 2021, where Kittrell Clark was balling out against Florida State, um, against Central Florida, against uh, Mississippi, some very, very solid offenses. I would have told you that I believe that Kittrell Clark could be a day-two NFL draft selection, so meaning round two or round three. Unfortunately for Kittrell, got hurt um, in that game against NC State and missed the rest of the season, um, you know, propelling him to come back this season. Um, you know, I don't think that he had a bad year, um, had, you know, a career-high 51 total tackles, had one sack, one interception, um, a touchdown, a fumble recovery, four pass deflections. Probably wasn't as solid as he was in 2021, but by no means did he have a bad season. It just didn't live up to the expectations of this upcoming year. Obviously, coming off of a season-ending injury midway through the previous year, um, I think that no shade at the um, former coaching staff, but I, I don't necessarily uh, like how defensive backs were utilized, um, you know, completely far off the ball. I think Cottrell Clark is very, very solid in man coverage where he's able to press up at the line of scrimmage um, using his speed to his advantage. I'm not the biggest cornerback. 5'10", 177-pound native of Richmond, Virginia, obviously transferred in from Liberty and um, has been very, very pivotal for this Cardinals defense over the past two seasons. So, uh, or actually past three seasons, I should say, uh, was a very, very instrumental part in this team's success in 2020 as well. But um, played a factor 
and being a very um, huge um, player in this you know, Louisville defense that, although they struggled at times, definitely improved um, between this past season and 2021. So I think that this is a long time coming for Trey Clark. And it does not surprise me that he is absolutely balling out in one-on-one drills. Look, A.T. Perry, for those who don't know, A.T. Perry from Wake Forest was one of those receivers at the ACC level that not a lot of defensive backs had answers for. He was like, not necessarily on the level of Zay Flowers from Boston College, but regardless, a big-time player the past uh, two years. In 2021, he had a couple big-time plays against Louisville down in in Winston-Salem when the Cardinals lost a a tough one to the Demon Deacons on the road. Um, But this year, came into this game as well. Still very, very solid. Um, A.T. Perry, um, very very tall receiver. One of the... um, Knocks on Kittrell Clark's draft stock is probably that size, you know, being a smaller cornerback. But what I'll tell you now is what I would have told you back when we saw Kittrell Clark ball out last year. And that was that put the size aside, he has a ton of athleticism, a good job of high pointing the football, just a fierce competitor that um, is not afraid to go up against a guy who's 6'6". Or 5-6, very, very versatile because he uses that speed, uses that athleticism. Tremendous ball skills. Very, very, um, you know, smart football player in the way that he reads opposing quarterbacks, is able to um, identify um, what's happening a lot of times before um, it happens. Sometimes has struggled here and there with um, tackling. Um, There's been instances to where he's gotten beat on routes, but that happens to every defensive back. So um, if you try to use the argument that, well, so-and-so got the best of him in this game or in certain reps, okay, show me one defensive back that hasn't. In my opinion, it defensive back is like, in my opinion, outside of maybe linebacker, it's probably the toughest position to play on the football field. Obviously, this is coming from an outsider's perspective, but it seems like it would be one of the toughest positions to play on the football field when you look at all you are tasked with doing. So um, I'm very excited to see how much he improves his stock. Right now, you look at a lot of mock drafts, a lot of big boards. It's really hard to determine where Kittrell Clark sits at the moment. But as we're sitting here talking on January 31st, I'm probably – um, I was under the assumption that coming into this um, event, he was probably day three, probably you know round five, six, or maybe even seven, depending on how the board um, unfolds. But I, I really do think that now, maybe he doesn't get into that day two status yet. Um, I'd like to see how workouts go to see if um, you know if if he's able to do any combine testing, anything of that nature. I really do think that he has the potential to go rounds three or four, maybe not necessarily sliding up into that second round range because that's very that's a very tough, tall task. Although I do think he could definitely be a second round talent. Um, might not necessarily rise up in that second round range. I think with this showing, we could see him be at the back half of day two, early parts of day three, uh, sort of like a Des Fitzpatrick that you know saw himself go a little earlier than a lot of people had projected due to how he tested, how he did in workouts, so on and so forth, turning a lot of heads here at the Senior Bowl. Um, and obviously, you cannot overlook how well he is performing now. So um, very excited for Trey. Um, 
Love what he's doing down in Alabama at the Senior Bowl workouts heading up to the Senior Bowl game on February 4th. Wish him the best of luck. Thank him for everything he's done here for Louisville with the Cardinals. And hopefully, you know, we'll see him called, see his name called on draft day sooner rather than later. Um, for the remainder of the episode, we'll talk uh, more into the recruiting side of things where another Florida Florida prospect has cut his list, including Louisville in that list. We're talking about Rod Ganey Jr. We'll do that here in just a second. Before we do that, I want to remind you all, um, and those who haven't heard this, I'm going to be gone for a lot of February. All next week, um, a couple days the week after that, a couple days the week after that. So I'm still going to try to bring you know the usual 19 episodes for you all to watch or listen to. But it won't be a consistent programming schedule. I'm going to try to churn out episodes as diligently as I can. So I do appreciate all of your patience as um, you know we kind of navigate that um, uncharted territory. But nonetheless, now let's head into the final segment of the show. Uh, 2024 three-star prospect Rod Ganey Jr. from the Tampa area has cut his list to eight. And the Cardinals have made that list, um, including Penn State, West Virginia, Maryland, Central Florida, Indiana, Florida, and Mississippi State. So you have a lot of top programs or very uh, reputable, respectable programs in that top eight. Um, Ranked as a mid-three-star on Rivals, isn't currently ranked on 24-7 Sports or the 24-7 Sports Composite which doesn't necessarily um, you know, cause for any concern because I definitely think he is in line for a major ratings boost. If you ask me, probably about an 86, 87, mid-three-star level guy. Um, player from Tampa Bay Tech High School in Tampa, Florida, five foot nine, 170 pounds, has been on the recruiting um, on the recruiting forefront for quite some time, was uh, a player that a lot of programs were familiar with when you know he had just gotten into high school um has been kind of going around the state of florida in terms of recruiting um has been a guy that um was at florida back in um i believe june of this past year you have some other players uh you have some um or you have some other places that are interested obviously penn state has prioritized him Miami is a place that is trying to get into the mix as well, but just recently cut his list to eight. And for good reason, I think Louisville is in the mix early. Ganey is a player that when you watch his film, immediately what jumps off the page is the explosiveness, has a ton of speed. Um, and you know, despite not necessarily being the strongest running back, does a good job of using his lower center of gravity to his advantage, um, getting between the tackles. Not an easy player to bring down. Um, we'll probably have to continue to add more strength in the strength and conditioning department, but he's only going to be a rising senior. So, uh, I don't necessarily worry about that at all. Um, immediately could be a player that is used in special team situations as a kick or punt returner. So one aspect to look for there, I know Louisville has, um, kind of been, Hit or miss when it comes to um, special teams. I know Jawar Jordan has been definitely a breath of fresh air for the Cardinals in the special teams department. But regardless, um, you know, he's Rod Ganey and Jawar Jordan won't likely be on campus together if Ganey were to commit to Louisville. So, um, but a player that would make a lot of sense for Louisville, as I mentioned in 2024, currently they have uh, Isaac Brown, the four-star running back from the Miami area. 
currently committed. They're going to need um, probably another running back in the class with Isaac Garendo only having one year of eligibility. Joar Jordan possibly going to the NFL. And right now you're looking at a room with Isaac Brown, uh, Kiwan Brown, and um, um, Maurice Turner. So uh, despite him not being ranked, I think he's a guy that's going to be ranked. As I mentioned, there's a lot of talent in Florida, a lot of talent in Tampa alone. I know that there was a, a guy – or, or gal that had commented on the YouTube page under the uh, episode that talked about uh, uh, a prospect from Jones High School in the Tampa area or in the Orlando area, I should say. Um, actually, that forget that. He was talking about from the Orlando area. But you look at the rankings, there's a lot of talent in the Tampa area as well. So this is definitely a recruitment that seems like it's a, a player that's kind of getting overlooked a little bit. Um, it could be a diamond-in-the-rub type prospect. So I think that Rod Ganey Jr., like I said, when the rankings are kind of questionable or there's not rankings at the at the moment, follow the offer sheet. Follow the film. Look at the tape. Um, what do you see on film? Does he look like a guy that um, is showing out against good competition? I think one of the best telltale signs of how good a prospect could be is looking at that offer sheet. Obviously, it's not the end-all, be-all, but it's a very good indicator. So I think that, you know, you look at that final eight, you look who's involved in that final eight, and it, it kind of shows you that this is definitely a prospect that is not going to go unranked for the rest of the cycle. So um, obviously for Louisville, it's going to be hard to get Ganey out of the state of Florida, obviously Florida recruiting him. Uh, Miami is another team that I think if they get involved, this could be interesting as well. Uh, Florida State also, so you, you can never count out the Seminoles, especially in um, the central part of Florida. So um, – and then Penn State, obviously. So th there's some solid programs to go up against, but for Louisville, it's going to be about getting him on a visit. But um, very, very solid that they are in the final eight, so definitely they have a fighter's chance. So talked about the 2023 finalized Louisville football schedule. Um, discussed Keetra Clark balling out at the Senior Bowl workouts, and then obviously the Cardinals making the top eight for Rod Ganey Jr. That's going to wrap up the scheduling for the month of January. This month has gone by very, very slow. Um, you know, Hopefully... You know, the football program can carry some momentum into February, and hopefully the basketball program can muster up some momentum into February as well. That's going to wrap up this episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.